Welcome to the Restoring Black Love podcast, where we talk dating, relationships, and marriages within the Black community and focus on conversations and tools that help to nurture a legacy of Black love. So I have my friend Tamika here today. Um, We've been friends since high school for about (laughs) <laughs> how many it's been a little, uh, oh, about 15 or over 15 it's years. been over 15 mike and i've been dating for 17 years okay Ooh, okay so about 20 so <laughs> almost 20 years um and so she's uh getting ready to celebrate her 10 year anniversary soon with her husband and i just have her here to share a few gems to ladies who might be aspiring to marriage or who are currently in um, relationships or marriages and might um, be able to take some wisdom from this. So uh, Tamika, can you tell me a little bit about how you and your husband met? Yep. So we met in high school um, at Glenville. Uh, I was in the 10th grade and so I was 16 when we met. He was um, in his senior year. He was, it was, Started dating Valentine's Day, like right around that, right right after Valentine's Day. Okay. So he supposedly had a crush on me <laughs> and everyone knew but me. Um, and I actually did not like him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and why, why didn't you like him? I don't know. I just, he was just too shy or like, mm. I didn't like the fact that everybody else knew that he liked me and then mm. I didn't know. Okay. Um, but then on Valentine's Day, he actually bought me like they do the little secret Valentine's thing at, mm-hmm. at they did it at high school, um, and he brought me like the balloon. Mm. I think it was a bear or something. So that was cute. So then we exchanged <laughs> numbers then, and we've been dating since. That was seventeen okay. years ago. So what what would you say um, attracted you to him? I guess in that instance, was it just him being like more forward, or did it did the attraction have to grow after that? Then <laughs> I think the attraction grew. Okay. I, when we exchanged numbers, I still didn't like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought he was nice. <laughs> um, I think our first conversation is what drew me to him. Mm-hmm. Like we talked on the phone. Initially, I was like spinning them. Like he, mm. like would text me or call me, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna call you back." And he always talk about this too. Like the first time I, he called me, I told him I would call him back, and like how I didn't call him back for like days. <laughs> <laughs> and when I called him back, we just were on the phone for a long time, but it just felt like easy, mm. like a friendship, mm, and it was good. just super easy. So do do you think like that friendship? Um, I guess that level of friendship is what grew the attraction um, up until I guess y'all engagement or was it more so a romantic foundation um, through and through I think it was definitely friendship initially mm. um, it was friendship that grew into like romance okay. okay it didn't take long for it to grow into romance but it definitely was a friendship mm, okay and so what was, I guess, what was the dating years like um, for y'all? What were those like? It was, for the most part, pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I think we, our relationship has always been kind of similar to what it is now. Like, even mm-hmm. in the beginning, 
um, it's always been kind of effortless. Mm. Um, I mean, we we argue just like everybody, mm. and we did even when we were dating, but it was nothing big. Mm. I at, at the time, I just I wasn't I wasn't the girl who was going to have the trying to fight with other girls. Right. I was. <laughs> We wasn't about to be getting into it. Like, he wasn't about to be causing problems for me. Uh, <laughs> and I think he knew that. So that was never a case. I think he, I think him liking me more than I liked him initially mm-hmm. made him have a little more respect for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made him, it made, like, he, he felt like he had to, like, level up. He probably ain't gonna say this. <laughs> he felt like he had to level up. So he knew certain stuff just wasn't acceptable. Right, right. Okay, so he made him kind of get his act together. Um, yeah. And I know it, it's growing pains in and out of that, but um, what do you think is something that has brought you guys closer over the years? So you started out in high school, um, kind of grew, and you guys even went... Did you guys go to college together? So we didn't go to the same college. Okay. But, so like he... Graduated high school two years before I did. Mm-hmm. Um, we end up going to college in the same city. Okay. Yeah. And we dated all throughout college as well. And again, I think it was just still consistent. I think he he's always shown me that he was somebody that was dependable, mm-hmm. that were, like who was a man of his word. Mm-hmm. So it was it wasn't hard to trust him. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's always just like looked out for me, mm. like even before we got married, even when we were just dating. Mm. Um, I always talk about how in college I like racked up a credit card mm. of just like Christmas shopping, mm. and before we got married, he paid off my credit card. Oh wow! <laughs> he was like, "Look, we ain't about to bring yep. all that into yep. the." <laughs> he paid off my credit. He was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, like you." <laughs> You're not bringing the problems over <laughs> you're, not, you're not bringing this debt into the relationship. Okay. And I don't know, it was always like a partnership, mm. even before we got married. Okay. And so how long, about how long did it take you guys to go from the dating phase to engage? About how many years was that? That was about seven years. Yeah. Because mm. we've been dating for 17 years. Well, We've been together for 17 years mm-hmm. and we've been married for 10. So yeah, it was seven years. Okay. Um, and so what was, I guess, what was one thing that made you kind of realize he was the person that you wanted to settle down with, um, you know, build a life with? I know you said like the dependability um, or has there been anything that he's vocalized and we, we could probably have on on here another time because I know he might want to say something after this, but what did, has he said over the years that he's realized that he saw in you that make, made him want to settle down with you? Huh? That's a good question. I think, I think he always knew that, or just he he just saw that I was um, like loyal. I think mm. that was one thing, just being loyal, being um, like just always wanting the best mm. for him. And I don't know. Mm. I feel like it was, <laughs> it was like definitely natural. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it was just. I don't know, like, I'm not a very emotional person, so mm. I don't always believe in the whole soulmate thing, but mm. I do feel like he's who God created me mm. for. Mm. 
that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, what is what is something that you guys, well, you in particular, what is one thing that you learned like in your first year of marriage um, that you would say stood out? So I definitely agree when people say the first year of marriage is the toughest. Mm-hmm. I do think it's probably the toughest year. Because, I mean, you're learning how to be married. Like, yes, it's very similar to being in a relationship. I mean, we lived together for many years before we got married. But... I think our first year of marriage is when we brought like our finances together mm. It's when we, when I stopped depending so heavily on like my parents, like when mm. I stopped calling my mom, like, after we got married, my mom literally, <laughs> we went from talking every single day and she just stopped calling. <laughs> <laughs> she stopped calling me. I remember her, I remember calling her like, Hey, like you ain't calling me today. <laughs> like, What's going on? And I think it was like, after we got married, she was just like, you got a man yeah, you, now. You got, you got <laughs> Y'all better figure it out. <laughs> Don't call him no more. Don't text me. But the first, the first year, I think it was hard. One, coming from like a very independent like mom, and me, and just honestly coming from a family where there are so many single women, mm. where women have to be like independent, mm. where women have to be their own person. Mm. Um. I had to learn how to be in a relationship. Mm. I had to learn how to be married. I had mm. to learn not to be so independent. Mm. I had to learn how to be um, reliant. Yeah. Being in a partnership. Um, how to be, I guess, kind of soft mm. in a way. And allow him to kind of lead. Mm. Because even when we dated, even when we dated, I, he did a lot of that. But it was still like... We're not married, so I still <laughs> right. so trying like, to be independent. Yeah, I was still independent, <laughs> and I feel like that first year we bumped heads because of my independence. <laughs> but that's all I knew, and then yeah. I feel like I saw that a lot just growing up. Mm. So, and that's that's a good point because I think that's more so like the reason why I'm doing this podcast, kind of creating mm-hmm. a platform, is just that. I've seen so much on social media, not just black men, but black women who one have lost like their hope with dating or potentially being married. Mm -hmm. And then two is just so many um, negative notions like, you know, black women are too strong or they're too hard or they're this. And now we hear all this stuff about like the soft girl life and, you know, all these different phrases. And it's like, we never really learned and I didn't grow up in a house where, you know, my parents were in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad was separated. Stepdad was, you know, doing whatever he was doing. <laughs> um, So it wasn't really a dynamic to where that was modeled. And so, you know, having this platform where we yeah. could talk to women who are married, um, kind of hear from you guys on, you know, the ups and downs, what it is that we're supposed to pick up, what we're supposed to learn. Um, what what do you say but, but yeah even with that like mm-hmm. women black women if you grow grow up in neighborhoods or families where a lot of people are single and a lot of people aren't in marriages or in healthy relationships and yeah you don't really learn that piece you don't see it mm-hmm. you don't learn i think that it is not just black women learning i think it's also black men learning as well so I feel like we these days we've been hearing a lot from like the men perspective, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, all we're all trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's good. And I know I have like have been having more of these open conversations, but I guess what 
do you think it was more what helped you kind of get to this space and not to say anybody is perfect but was it more so just trial and error or did you ever kind of glean towards like your mom um you know your mom is married and things like that did you do you feel like you started to glean towards um couples who were already married or lean more on your parents or seek advice from people who were already in those positions um as the as you guys grew yeah no i don't think so i think what worked for us was one communication mm-hmm. um i think we spent a lot of time just discussing what we like and didn't like mm-hmm. within our relationship uh, we again i think it goes back to us like the friendship piece we are very we're, we're brutally honest mm-hmm. in our in our marriage mm-hmm. um we if i feel something i say it same with him mm-hmm we've kind of set that as like a foundation Mm. of our relationship and i think that's helped us throughout just having that open communication Mm. and being able to have hard and difficult conversations Mm. uh additionally i think the bible just Mm. reading the bible Mm. praying i think we don't we don't really compare ourselves to other people i think that's Mm -hmm. important i think every marriage every relationship is different Mm you find and figure out what works for you right and by us not comparing ourselves to like my parents or not comparing ourselves to other people that we know that are married other relationships has helped us Mm. because again what works for them may not work for us and works for us may not work for them Mm. That's good. That's real good because I think about too, like social media. You got so many oh, of yeah. these influencer <laughs> couples. You got all of this stuff. The and, whole couple goes. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, it's yeah. just it's so much going on. I'm just like you never know what's real, what's fake, and even if it is, it's just like focus on your own journey and kind of mm-hmm. see what works for you. Create boundaries and have conversations that work for you. But also, it is um, good to have boundaries. Yeah, too. yeah. What I guess what what are some boundaries that you guys um I guess established up front like with within the dating um I guess when we yeah when you guys were dating to kind of make sure that you were moving at a certain pace or yeah. just to kind of keep things moving forward. Yeah, so I think again the comparison, not comparing. Like I remember a few times that happened in our relationship, and it was one of those things up front, like don't we, we we're not gonna do that we're not about to compare ourselves <laughs> yeah. to other people to our friends relationships mm. to other people like we're not gonna do that because we're not them mm. so that was a boundary mm. um we were young so whole like mm. college going out kicking it boundary was no overnights mm. like we live together come home every night mm. that was a boundary mm. um another boundary was just like not arguing in front of people like mm. if we have disagreements we talk about it when we're alone in private mm, spaces that's and not good. telling like not involving everybody in our business mm-hmm. um one thing that i used I just couldn't stand was when you know you have people tell you about their get you involved in all like the, mm-hmm. the issues of the relationship mm-hmm. and get you all like bought in and then you're like we yeah. hate this person yeah take and a side and-, and then this day they back <laughs> we didn't want people to be like that in our relationship so for us it's like for the most part, we kind of what happens with, between us stays between us. Mm, for the most, that's part. real good. That's good because you don't, you don't get a lot of that nowadays. And that's one thing that I I think I always admired about your relationship because I'll be like, we don't know nothing about me and Mike being like 
And I just, I'm like, look, I, we don't need to know. Like, if, if she don't call me and say we got to shoot nobody, then everything if, is if, good. If, if it's bad, if it got bad, bad, you know. But I feel like it never, again, it never, like, the little yeah. arguments here and there, it's not really worth us, like, yeah. telling people, getting people involved mm-hmm. and getting riled up. Like, it's not worth it. No, that's good. And that's and that's really one thing that I, I've taken away from just as a friend from your relationship like that privacy and it is not even a, a privacy to where it feels as if it's secrecy but just a level of respect that y'all have for each other to keep you know certain things within you know your relationship and your your family dynamic so um I that definitely it, stood out i think of it as like a best friend so mm-hmm. like you have a best friend which one your best friend like if it's something big then yeah people may know about it but the little like small things that y'all disagreements y'all may have, mm-hmm. like people may not know about it. Mm-hmm. And what your best friend tell you, you're not repeating it and telling mm-hmm. it to nobody else either. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's that level of um, respect, but also kind of just like partnership protection. Like mm-hmm. you kind of know that that other person got your best interest at heart. Like they're if anybody is going to ride and be for you, it's that other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So, um, kind of, uh, kind of not related to that, but this is, I, this is something that I have been asking women from their perspective, because I feel that oftentimes women are, we have a perception of what we think men need. And then it's sometimes it's totally different, um, than what they actually need. So I'm going to ask you now, and maybe if we ever have Michael <laughs> later, we'll get the actual answer, but what is one thing that and maybe when he's listening he he might be like you know oh that 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 is you were spot on but what is one thing that you think he needs um from you not even just in the relationship but just in general like um what is one thing as a black man and i I, i'm saying this because the platform is directly for black men and women but as a black man what is one thing you think he needs from you i think support Mm. respect um i would say support probably the most i think there are a lot of things that he's involved in and sometimes it can be looked at as you know he has a lot going on you know but also what i think people don't always see is the support that Mm. like the woman provides Mm. um so i think support is is huge like anytime he does anything it could be even applying for a job mm. he asked me to look over his resume mm. or can you help me with this cover letter like whatever it is um i think it's the support but mm. i mean on the flip side he also supports me too so mm-hmm. i think support goes both ways would you say that um I guess, and that's that's one thing that's been with in the dating world for me. It's like the reciprocity. Mm-hmm. If it's not like reciprocal, is like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm jumping shit real real quick because it has to be a give and take relationship. Do you feel like um, reciprocity has been like super important? Like not only now, but like from dating yeah. all the way to now. Like if I'm giving this, you and not to say it has to be fifty yeah. fifty, but you need to be giving me right. the same energy. No, I do agree. I do think that. I think. I think the dating piece sets the tone for your mm. marriage, right? Like you can't have a terrible dating relationship and then you go get married and it's going to all get better. Mm. Like I don't think that's how it works. Mm. I think dating sets the foundation for what your marriage will be. Mm. So if you're, if you're seeing red flags while you're dating, mm-hmm. more than likely go have those same red flags mm-hmm. in marriage. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I agree. I do think it needs to be reciprocal. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. one of the things I think is also just like sets you up for just like, like if you're single and you're hoping to be in a relationship, it's just being like whole, mm-hmm. like being a whole person. Mm-hmm. Being, when I say whole, like physically, mentally, spiritually, like being happy with who you are mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. being like I, of course when we got together i was a kid yeah <laughs> so yeah. like but at the same time i still think even when we were in college i mean even now like how can i take care of myself mm-hmm. so that i can be happy i can be healthy i can you know have some level of wholeness mm-hmm. that i can then be able to be able to bring and share what they say like you can't pour from empty glass so and i think that's true mm. um and i think that's even something i've been navigating ha- after having kids so mm. Mm. i definitely mm. believe in that and and that looks look different in many ways like if you have goals that you want to go after mm. making sure like you're actually trying to like achieve those before mm-hmm. um or even during, mm-hmm. if you want to be healthy, making sure mm-hmm. you're like working out. If you want to be, if you need to be spiritually, mm-hmm. you know, connected to God, like making mm-hmm. sure you have all of that kind of yeah. in place before. And just thinking about even those those moments or just those um, seasons where you kind of like striving after, like striving after that wholeness and striving mm-hmm. after you know your goals and certain things. Like I guess when when you are in seasons where you're not kind of feeling like you want to strive after anything or you you know you're down and you can't take um you know that much care of yourself or whatever it might be like what would you say um has been beneficial to receive from your partner i guess in in those times like is it just their presence alone or um has it just been overall like the the support I think it's In both. Those, yeah. I think it's presence and support. Um, <clears throat> I think sometimes when you have support, it makes it easier mm. for you to be courageous and stepping out on faith. Mm. Um, and also, like for us at least, what helps is praying together, mm. um, having a relationship with Christ, because in those moments, also being able to lean on like our, our faith is mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Um, commu- again, communication it's huge like being able to communicate what we need Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we struggle with mostly from my perspective just there were times where I didn't I felt like he should have known what I needed Mm. and didn't communicate it and again (laughs) we're brutally brutally honest in our relationship so he told me that like how do you expect (laughs) to know if you don't tell me and it made me think like oh dang you're right so Uh. then like that was something that I had to like learn to do Mm. Mm. And I guess also one one major thing we want to um, kind of tie into this platform is like therapy. So I'm, um, you know, getting currently getting mm-hmm. my degree and things like that. And um, I just want to open up more of a platform for like couples therapy or mm-hmm. just individual therapy as a whole. But have you guys ever done any like couple couples counseling or therapy um, or individual and how do you think it has benefited your relationship if so like what benefit did you see from it so we did do premarital counseling mm-hmm. which I thought was very helpful I think again with us both um, with us like with faith being a foundation in our relationship 
I think it was great to have an understanding of what God, like what he meant for marriage to be mm-hmm. um, and have that understanding and having like a pastor kind of guide us through that. I think mm-hmm. that was very helpful. Um, other than that, we haven't done any counseling together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done, like I do counseling on my own, mm-hmm. um, individual counseling. I think it, again, it goes back to that whole self. Mm-hmm. Like if there are things that one of us needs to work on, we will support the other person, but mm-hmm. ultimately like it's up to that person mm-hmm. to figure out what they need to be happy. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. what I've done through counseling. And, yeah. Yeah. um, I feel like with all the, you know, influencers mm-hmm. the whole men influencers talking about what black women is black women that mm-hmm. they always talk about working out mm-hmm. and i do think you know being confident and working out helping with like your appearance and being mm-hmm. confident in yourself is beneficial but i think for me also working out helps with mental health mm-hmm. um so for it also sure. helps me be able to just have that clarity and be able to process yeah. like stress and everything else, especially with just taking on so much, mm-hmm. being a mom and um, you just working day to day and all that. Um, I definitely think is beneficial. I guess my next question would be like, how do you think you guys is um, like, how did your dynamic change once you began to have kids? Like, was it was it kind of a struggle adjusting, or was it more so um, kind of as seamless since you guys kind of already had those foundations? Um, how did how did that impact your relationship together? Um, it wasn't seamless. It wasn't that difficult either. I think the biggest struggle we had was navigating just change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have kids. We were married five years before we had kids, mm. so to be married that many years before kids, we kind of had a, kind of had our, our thing going on. Like we had a <laughs> right. schedule. Like we were used to being able to be independent, mm-hmm. to being able to, when I say independent, just be able to like, you know, get up and get go, up and go do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, just that freedom. Mm-hmm. We were able, like we were both adults, so we could just like take, you know. Yeah. If you wanted to do something for the other person, great. <laughs> but ultimately, the other person is an adult. So right. <laughs> But then you throw in this like kid who is practically helpless at the beginning, mm-hmm. can't do anything for themselves. Now you have to figure out like how can you take turns taking yeah. care of this other person? Yeah. It's just navigating that, I think, mm-hmm. was part of the change. Just mm-hmm. that lack of freedom. And then also like how do we I mean, nothing's ever fifty fifty. So mm-hmm. how do how do we then kind of split up the responsibilities so mm-hmm. that the other person is able to be able to maintain some of their identity Mm. yeah that's good that's good i think a lot of people lose their identity in becoming parents and starting Mm -hmm. to parent and just like it can be (laughs) abrasive uh change so that's good and i guess while we're on that topic what what is one i guess love legacy that you guys want to leave for your children or those in your family or like those around you like what is one legacy that i guess as a couple you would say um you would want to exemplify or like display um that's a good question i think we just want our kids to just know honestly like the way we parent is it's us versus them (laughs) (laughs) Because at the end of the day, these kids go grow up and leave us. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be us. We're gonna be by ourselves. So it is 
it is us versus them. <laughs> so we parent as in we're team. Yeah. How we yeah. gonna get these kids <laughs> to where they to gotta where go? They need to go. <laughs> us versus them. And when they grow up, we want them to look back and say, "Y'all were." It team. was always yeah. yeah. We were always a team. Yeah. And we were always um, looking out for one another. <laughs> they gonna be like, oh, y'all used to ride for each other. <laughs> it's us versus them. Like, we care about y'all, but... Like, we'll be sitting there laughing at them kids. We'll be having little inside jokes about them. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So, um, what what is one piece of advice you would give to single women who um, expi- aspire to marriage, who are aspiring to marriage? What's one piece of advice you would share with them, or um, you know, a takeaway that you would you give for them? Uh, I think going back to that whole self being whole. Mm-hmm. So again, like every part of everything you think about when you think about a whole self, like mm-hmm. what makes you happy makes you healthy it makes you just what makes you be your best self mm. and if there are areas of improvement i would say work on those areas mm. um and again i am an advocate of like working out again mm-hmm. not just i think it physically mm-hmm. it helps you be confident when you enter spaces mm. but also i think it helps like a lot with just mental health mm. and how you process things Mm. um i also think if you're single to work on communication Mm -hmm. and that Mm. could be communication with your friendships at work Mm. because i think that level of communication it's not isolated just to your relationships Mm -hmm. it's through every area of your life Mm -hmm. and like let's be real people are terrible communicators Mm -hmm. oh yeah and that call that's typically the reason for issues Mm mm-hmm um so if you can become a more effective communicator even in your work Mm -hmm. even in your friendships then i think those same great communication skills will Mm. like spill over into your romantic Mm. relationships as well that's good because i i actually think about like i didn't start developing like good communication skills until i got a bit older and this was like not even this like recently like a couple years ago I would say like I was always a good communicator I thought like in school and uh with work and things like that but when it came to when it came to dating I was shut down real quick like I just block you not talk to Mm -hmm. you like and it was just so many um patterns that I was like okay this is not good like if I want to get somewhere I have to change the way I operate change the way I communicate and it is it's a learned thing because I always say this is stuff we need to learn in school like mm-hmm. emotional regulation mm-hmm. um, communication skills just learning how to do these things so that when mm-hmm. we're adults we're not damaging other people and having these you know getting into these relationships and um, causing all wreaking all kind of habit and yeah so, no, I it definitely communication definitely one of those like work in progress type of things mm-hmm. and you you said something you said like you would shut down mm-hmm. and knowing yourself because I feel like I'm the same way I'm that way so one of our boundaries is like Mike knows I don't tolerate like trash talking my family or friends <laughs> like that that was a boundary we set early on um and it's because like <laughs> Early, like, early, like, you said something about my family or one of like my close friends, it would just be like war. 
so like that was an early boundary set and he always like because you don't mess around with your family like he always just, like joke about it and but i would like just go at it where i would yeah. like where mm-hmm. i would shut down mm-hmm. and one of the things that we, we kind of know each other so even if we know like one of the other persons like really really upset about something mm-hmm. we'll like take time like say you know walk away mm-hmm. and then come back and have a conversation mm-hmm. so it doesn't even mean that you have to like communicate right then and there yeah. you just have to figure out how do you handle the situation so that you can have communication at some point yeah that's good that's good um so i think this is my last question um tell me what is uh what's the key to 10 years so you guys are getting ready to celebrate a decade of marriage you guys have been together bit longer than that um but what would you say is the key to um lasting 10 years or just even getting to this point because this is a big i commend you guys it's a big um feat is definitely admirable um i would love to see more of my friends and people who i know my family get to these um places what would you say is the the key to it i think having fun Mm -hmm. um again like like I said, even when we were at home with the kids, like mm. we'd be sitting there having inside jokes about the kids, <laughs> like making fun of the kids because mm-hmm. they are hilarious. Mm. Um, just having fun mm. at every stage, making time for each other at mm. every stage. Um, like we have kids now, so we don't, you know, we can't always do like date night, mm. but we can do lunch. Like mm-hmm. when the kids are at school. Mm. Um, so just making that, making time a priority. I also think having your own identity is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to have things like he has things that he like his hobbies, things that he enjoys doing. I had to learn mm-hmm. what I liked again, mm-hmm. mostly after having kids. Like I had to figure out what are my like what can be a hobby for me, um, and being able to like prioritize like time with friends. Mm-hmm. It's not as much as you know it was before, but still being able to have that time and. Honestly, I would say just like prayer, like being able to pray together, mm-hmm. putting God first, mm-hmm. that being a priority in our marriage. Um, and then one thing I forgot to talk about is finances. I feel like finances is one of those huge things mm-hmm. that people argue and fight oh, about. Yeah. And us being able to be on the same page with our finances, mm-hmm. being able to have like family goals, mm-hmm. a family vision mm-hmm. um, for how we see our lives mm-hmm. and our lives and um being able to be on the same page with our, our, our money. Yeah, that's ooh, that's a big thing for a lot of people is the, the finance piece. But um, I definitely, I like that you mentioned just having fun. And I think a lot of, and I can speak for myself when I say like, I feel like a lot of women, like we want to skip over that foundation phase and kind of get right to the like, the ring get right to all of that but um just having that like you said that foundation of fun and um just building like what a vision for not even just your your family life if it gets to that point but your dating life and then your married life and whatever it might be like having a vision for the relationship um and being able to kind of uh reconnect when you guys are falling off of that path but um is there any other you know any other gems you would like to share or anything else you would like to say before we wrap up? I think, again, it's just figuring out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're already in a relationship, again, just figure out, like, talk to your partner. Figure out what works for the two of you. Mm-hmm. Not comparing yourself. I think, again, the day of social media, 
and you know everyone's comparing themselves to mm-hmm. the it couple or mm-hmm. it can it can even be the people down the street from you mm-hmm. um but what necessarily works for them doesn't won't necessarily work for you so just yeah. figuring out what works best for you and then if you're single figuring out what you want mm-hmm. um and being able to communicate that to potential partners yeah i like that um and i i, I also just think um you know, in, in communicating that, like learning boundaries. Cause a lot of like, I'm, you know, learning boundaries at this, this big age, it's like, it's hard to kind of keep your boundaries in place and like stick to them. But that's yeah. really, I'm finding out that's really the only way you're going to get what you, you want. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. putting those boundaries in place and actually sticking to them and not feeling like you're playing a waiting game or trying to rush into something. Or like you said, keep up with the Joneses because, um, you have these boundaries in place, you know, not dropping them just because you want something or you're you're aspiring to something. So I think and boundaries are important in every phase of mm-hmm. relationships. So if and think about it, if you don't have boundaries at the beginning, it's going to be hard for you then to come back and set boundaries. Establish your marriage. Mm. So definitely have boundaries in place. And I think almost when you have boundaries, like people respect you. Like, mm-hmm. OK, like mm-hmm. you have you have a certain expectation of yeah. what um, certain things should look like. So mm-hmm. I think boundaries are important. Mm-hmm. And I know I said we were going to wrap up, but one last, one last thing I want to touch on is um, just that level of respect. And I know um, we didn't really get into that, but along with the boundaries, it's like establishing a level of respect because when that, I feel like when that respect is gone, it's like, that's also something that I'm I'm not saying there's no turning back, but making sure that you, you know, don't go below the belt and that you keep a certain level of respect with your partner or just with like as you would a friend. Like, you know, if if, mm-hmm. if something is um happening and you're you're arguing or you're combative, you need to have a certain level of respect for one another. And I think that's a, a lot of things um that we as black women sometimes lack when approaching our men and not to say men don't lack it um Mm -hmm. as well but it's something that we have to um you know grasp and kind of learn how to how to navigate too yeah i definitely like that early on Mm -hmm. um definitely respect being able to respect your partner Mm -hmm. but also i think part of part of having respect is also um learning to say Sorry, mm. apologize. Mm. That was something I had to learn. Ooh, yeah. um, I don't think like we actually apologize to one another. Like mm-hmm. if, if if we, you know, come off kind of crazy at mm-hmm. the other person, mm-hmm. then it would come back and be like, you know what, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I mean it. I mm-hmm. shouldn't. You know, being able to say that. Yeah. Because that's big. again, it's huge. Yeah. And it's part of that respect piece. Mm-hmm. Um, like yes, you have to have boundaries, mm-hmm. but even if you you may not cross those boundaries, but you still may say some some crazy stuff mm-hmm. that you need to like apologize about. Mm-hmm. But being able to apologize, it definitely kind of sets a certain tone in your relationship. Yeah, that's huge because you see those uh, relationships or just even friendships and things like that where something happens and you just mm-hmm. sweep it under the rug mm-hmm. and you go on about you address it. it. Not right. Like, <laughs> not everybody like mad or you just got that undertone of bitterness. Yeah. yeah so that's that's a really good one and um i was kind of collecting some insights from guys on kind of what that what they were looking for in black women and um 
my sister's guy, uh, he said accountability. <laughs> that's that's literally all he said. And I was like, whoo! <laughs> like that almost made me pass. I was, I was like, that you said one word, like everybody else in the paragraph, yeah. all he said was accountability. And I was like, Hey, that that makes sense. Because yeah. it's sometimes it's hard to hold ourselves accountable. It's hard yeah. to and I feel like that is why relationships exist, is to grow us and to, you know, blossom us into the people we're supposed to become mm-hmm. and just to continuously mature mm-hmm. us. Um, because everybody's imperfect. So it's it's been just good to watch you guys um do y'all thing for yeah. ten years. It is a work in progress, right? Yeah. Like you're not gonna get it right the first time mm-hmm. around. Like you're gonna have to learn. But again, being able to like respect one another enough to be able to come together and mm-hmm. figure out like how to move forward mm-hmm. and to communicate, to to talk about, you know, what's working, what's not working mm-hmm. and to be like all of that kind of like wraps itself up into the accountability and being able to apologize and being able to have just a healthy marriage mm-hmm. or a healthy relationship. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm wishing y'all many, 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 many more years. And I'll be at the celebration. Um, yeah, guys, it'll be more to come. I'll definitely um, be interviewing more couples, just sharing some gins and tips um, and takeaways from people who are navigating relationships in their own way and just teaching us how, as Black women and Black men, how to love one another better and just navigate the things that we um, didn't often know how to navigate and so um thanks for tuning in